be spending our time together today around the theme of joining Jesus on his mission where you've heard us talk about, hopefully, um, that Jesus, again, he's not asking us to have to go and do something for him. He's asking us to come and to be with him as we sang, to go where he is going, to do what he is doing, to join with Jesus where he is already at work, already on mission in our life and in the lives of others. Would you pray with me? Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for this opportunity to be in your presence. We thank you now for your word that continues to speak truth into our lives. Give us today through your spirit a greater understanding into who you are and that invitation to come and to follow Jesus. Teach us more and more what it means to join with you, living our lives with you on mission where you are already at work. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. As I shared with you, today is all about living out and to live out our lives on mission with Jesus, it means that we are living among, living among other people, the people that God has placed in our lives. And then as we do so, we have opportunity to listen, to listen to the stories of others, and at the same time to listen to the Spirit as the Holy Spirit prompts us, invites us to come and to join with Him. And then to love. I mean, that's what Jesus is asking us, inviting us to do. To be loved and to love. The same way that he loves us. And so it's fitting today that this is Serve Sunday. That we get to love God, love others, and share Christ. But again, that's not just meant to happen one day out of the year or one day a week. This is meant to be our everyday lives, where we get to live on mission with Jesus, where we get to respond to his invitation to come and follow me. But I'll be the first to admit, in fact, I probably can't even be the first to admit, Andy admitted this last week too. Did you have an opportunity to hear Pastor Andy's message? I thought he did such a good job. It was such an honest message and how even we as pastors, we don't have it all figured out. I know, that's a surprise to you. Um, but just ask my family over here. They'll be the first to tell you, yeah, he doesn't have it all figured out. Honestly, I have my own insecurities. I have my own fears. I have my own excuses. I mean, I think for most of us, it's safe to say that, yes, deep down, we truly want to join Jesus on mission. We love the idea. We love the thought of that. But sometimes, if we're honest, we become paralyzed, paralyzed by our insecurity, paralyzed by our, our fears, or maybe it's, it's something other, something that we're dealing with in our own lives. I mean, how am I worthy to be the one to, to do this. I have my own brokenness. I have my own mess. I have my own need for Jesus. In our reading today of Peter, James, and, and John, and Jesus coming to them as they're fishing and calling them as his first disciples, come follow me. Um, we hear, you know, Peter again. It seems to be his boat that Jesus gets into, his nets and 
And Peter, well, Peter has his own stuff that he's dealing with. We get to know Peter throughout the Gospels. I love Peter. But I think it's safe to say that Peter had his own insecurities. Peter had his own struggles in life. His own doubts, his own questions, his own fears. And not just Peter. I mean, go back to, let's take Moses. When God comes to Moses in the burning bush, Moses, who has left his past behind, he's like, I want to forget my past. I made some big mistakes. Um, just don't want to go back and repeat that. He has a new life, new beginnings. But God says, Moses, I want you to go. I want you to come with me. And I want you to go to Pharaoh and to tell him to let my people know it's time to go and time to be free. And of course, you know, in the story, Moses is like, yes, send me, right? No. No, Moses is like, uh, God, I think you got the wrong person here. And he gives his list of excuses why. He shares his insecurities, his fears, his brokenness. But do you know what God says to each of those excuses? To each of those insecurities and fears? He says, Moses, I'm going to be with you. You can do this. Again, whether it's Moses or Peter or you and me, he's not inviting us, calling us to have to go do something for him, right? Separate from him. He's inviting us to come with him. For he is already moving, already at work. Greg Finke in his book, Jesus, joining Jesus on his mission, he says, Jesus' invitation is for us to seek and to recognize what is already happening to watch for what is already occurring, to take note of what he, Jesus, is already doing, doing in the lives of people around us, and then to join with him. That's what Jesus means in his invitation. Come, come and follow me. If you have your Bibles open, look with me again in our reading that we heard Keith read, Luke 5, verses 1 to 11. Uh, the picture there on the screen is a picture from when Pastor John and Beth, Trudy and I were in the Holy Lands. Um, John and Beth and I, Trudy's not going this time, but we're getting ready to go again in January, taking a group from Messiah now. And that picture is from the Sea of Galilee. In fact, it's at a location that we were told it's believed that this is probably fairly close to where Jesus would have been calling Peter, James, and John to follow him. And I just love being there on the Sea of Galilee and in that place. And again, the water, so calm, I thought, oh, I'm just going to walk on the water like Peter. Nope. Nope. Not going to try that. Look with me at our reading, though, again. Luke 5. On one occasion, while the crowd was pressing in on him to hear the word of God, just with that alone, when's the last time you pressed in to hear the word of God? Think about that. On one occasion, while the crowd was pressing in on Jesus to hear the word of God, he was standing by the lake of Gennesaret, and he saw two boats by the lake, but the fishermen had gone out of them and were washing their nets. In other words, they were done. <laughs> we'll come to hear about their experience, and it wasn't a good experience. They had a rough night. 
and they were done. They just wanted to go home. Now, again, as we got to spend time on the lake, uh, we had the opportunity to, to get into a boat, kind of like Jesus gets into the boat. Uh, but our boat was a lot bigger. This is the boat that we were on. It was the faith boat that we got to go out on the, on the sea. Um, but the boat that was probably more like the size that, that Peter and James and John are fishing with uh, was probably something more like this. This was an actual boat that they've discovered and were able to keep the remains intact. And it dates all the way back to the time of Jesus. Um, they say it's a 13-passenger boat. Um, it's got to be like 13 people. Some had to be sitting on each other's laps because it's tiny. But it was cool to see a boat actually from the time of Jesus and to imagine what it was like. I mean, just picture Jesus getting into that boat and pushing out a little bit. If we keep reading again in Luke chapter 5, beginning with verse 3, getting into one of the boats, uh, which was Simon, it was Peter's, he asked him to put out a little from the land. And then he, Jesus, sat down and he taught the people from the boat. And when he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, put out into the deep and let down your nuts for a catch. And so this is that moment where Peter really has to decide, am I going to do this? Because as we know, they've been fishing all night. And this, this wasn't fishing for fun. This was their work. This was about putting food on the table. This was about being able to pay the bills. And they hadn't caught anything. And to join with me in what I'm doing. And not just in the lives of others, but at the same time, what he's doing in our lives as well. Listen to what Peter says. And Simon Peter answered, Master. Now, in that word alone, I'm sure Peter is thinking, all right, he's heard things about Jesus. He's heard about the things that Jesus has been doing. People saying, he's here, right? The Messiah has come. Peter's probably thinking, all right, yeah, you're a master at a lot of things. Master teacher, master preacher, master healer. But one thing I'm not so sure you're a master at, fishing. Jesus, we're the fishermen here, and let me tell you, it's not been a good night. We fished all night long, and we haven't caught one thing. I'm out. I'm done. But Jesus, again, he looks at Peter, and he's like, I know. I know. I get it. But Peter, do you trust me? One more time. At my word, get into the boat and put down the nets. And I love what Peter says. Master, we've toiled all night. We've took in nothing but. But at your word, I will let down the nets. Keep in mind in that statement, it does not mean that Peter thinks this is a good idea. I have a feeling he did not think this was a good idea. Nor does it mean he knows exactly how this is all going to work out. He has no idea. But he does know something about Jesus. And he knows enough to trust him at his word. And so he's willing to do something. That's what we're called upon. To just do something. 
And again, it's not having to go and do something for Jesus, without Jesus. No, it's just being invited to come and to do something with Jesus. Where he is already at work. I love what Greg Finke says in his book. He says, you will learn more about being a missionary by doing something missional than you will by reading something missional. It's not what you know, but what you do with what you know that makes a difference in the lives of people. Mother Teresa said it this way, not all of us can do great things, but we can do small things with great love. And even those small things have a way of making a big difference in the lives of others when we're joining Jesus on his mission. Don't believe me? Look with me again at our reading in Luke 5, beginning with verse 6. And when they had done this, right? Because you say so at your word, Jesus, I will let down the nets. And when they had done this, they enclosed a large number of fish and their nets were breaking. They signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and to help them. And they came and they filled both boats so that they began to sink. Verse 8, but when Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees saying, Depart from me, for I am sinful man, O Lord. For he and all who were with them were astonished at the catch of fish that they had taken. And so were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. Have you ever wondered what it would be like to be there and to experience that? Maybe, maybe it looks something like this. Put that down for a catch. A little farther out. I don't have a quarrel with you, teacher. But we've been doing this all night. Nothing. All right. That's your word.
My brother and the baptizer, <laughs> you are the Lamb of God, yes? I am. Depart from me. I am a sinful man. You don't know who I am and the things I've done. Don't be afraid, Simon. I'm sorry. We, we've waited for you for so long, we believe. But my faith, I'm sorry. Lift up your head, fisherman. <laughs> what do you want from me? Anything you ask, I will do. Follow me. What do you want from me? Anything you ask, I will do. And Jesus says, follow me. Peter, I'm not asking you to have to go and do something without me. I'm inviting you to come with me. Come and follow me. You see, in following Jesus, we have an opportunity to live life on mission with Jesus, to live our lives knowing that Jesus is in us and living through us. We get to live our lives in a way where the, the love of God, the love of others, the good news of Jesus is just being lived out in an evident way, and then we get to allow and trust in Jesus, to trust in God to do the heavy lifting, to do the real work. Follow me, Jesus says. What if uh, random acts of kindness aren't so random, Greg Finke writes? What if the unplanned good that we go around doing for people is actually planned out by God? I want you to think about that for a moment. We know Ephesians 2, 8, and 9, for we are saved by grace alone, through faith alone in Jesus Christ. It's not by our works that we're saved. It's by the good work of Jesus. It is a gift from God. But does anybody know then what verse 10 says? It goes on to say in Ephesians 2, verse 10, For we are God's workmanship, created anew in Christ Jesus for good works, good works which God himself prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Think about that. God out ahead of us preparing these things. That he's inviting us then to, to join in with. And when we look at, at Luke chapter 5, look at the result of what happens. It says at the second part of verse 10, and, and Jesus said to Simon, Do not be afraid. From now on you will be catching men. And when they had brought in their boats to the land, they left everything. And they followed him.
They left everything. Not just the boat, not just their nuts, but they left their insecurities. They left their fears. They left their doubts. They left their excuses. And they followed Jesus. Because you say so, we will. As we bring it to a close today, my question that I want to leave with us is what are we willing to leave behind? What do we need to leave behind as we follow Jesus? What are our insecurities, our doubts, our fears that we need to leave as we trust in Jesus and as we trust in his word? Because as we follow him, as we've been talking about over and over again, something good will come of joining Jesus on his mission. Did you notice the, the moment in the video when, when Peter's like, I don't think this is a good idea, but all right, because you say so, I will. And so they put out in the boat and they throw in the nets and then he looks at Jesus like, I told you this wasn't going to work. And Jesus looks at back him like, Peter, you have no idea what's about to happen. What you didn't get to see in the video is after this miraculous catch of fish, uh, it's Peter, James, and John, and their father Zebedee is there, and James and John are like, Dad, what do we, we do? We can't leave you. We can't leave you here alone because it wasn't just Jesus calling Peter. He was calling Peter, James, and John, and they're like, what about all these fish? What about the nets? What about mom? And in the video, Zebedee says, what about mom? Boys, you have been waiting. We have been waiting our entire lives for the Messiah. The one we've been waiting for is here, and he is the one who is inviting you to come with him. What do we do? You go, and you leave everything else behind. The brothers and sisters in Christ, it is the same Jesus who is inviting us to leave everything behind and to go, not having to do for him, without him, but to go with him, to join him on mission where he is already at work. It should not be a question of what do we do. We go when he says, follow me. And I promise something good will happen when we join Jesus on his mission. To him alone be praise, glory, and honor, and all of God's people said, Amen.